Good morning, kind folks, and welcome to your KVMR Morning News Update for Friday, January 20th. I'm Steve Baker. Nevada County Board of Supervisors Chair Ed Schofield talks Higgins Master Plan and Board Priorities. But first, regional weather. Nevada City, Grass Valley today, sunny with a high near 49. Tonight, low 29. Tomorrow, high 50 and sunny. Sacramento today, sunny, high 52. Tonight, patchy fog and widespread frost after 3 a.m. and a low of 32. And on Saturday, patchy fog and widespread frost before 10 a.m., otherwise high 51 and sunny. Truckee Tahoe today, sunny, high 25. Tonight, low around 8 degrees, patchy freezing fog after 1 a.m. Saturday, patchy fog before 10 a.m., then sunny and a high of 40. Placerville today and Angels Camp today, sunny and a high of 49. Here's KPMR's Julia Jem with this report. On Wednesday, January 18th, the Grass Valley Chamber of Commerce held their routine Community Affairs Committee meeting on Zoom. During this meeting, Supervisor and Chairman of the Board, Ed Schofield, served as a guest and provided an update on the Higgins Master Plan in addition to briefly reviewing board priorities for 2023. First, Mr. Schofield discussed how the Higgins Master Plan is soon to come to the Planning Commission. In reference to the overall plan, he clarified the document's purpose. As Martin would know, the area plan is strictly a planning document. So it's not a capital improvement project list or anything like that. It primarily has to do with zoning and um, the area in particular, how do we want to see it built? He followed that clarification with a quick reflection on how the process had unfolded thus far and what his hopes for the project consisted of in 2023. Here's a brief clip to serve as a synopsis. And, you know, what really came out of it was that the biggest concerns were um, uh, evacuations, but also um, the fact that people that live down there really didn't want to see it change that much. They want the rural environment uh, and that's what they want to keep. So we pretty much kept that within the area plan. And truthfully, we changed very little. There wasn't any zoning changes. We do have some uh, projects that are high-density zoning that uh, we hope that we can get some projects similar to, maybe a little bigger than what the ranch house project is. So um, it was really a great process. They went down, they went to the planning commission uh, last week, I believe, last Thursday, and uh, it was passed unanimously. There was one person there that kind of complained and saying that the, they weren't aware of it. Uh, but I could tell you that group down there did everything they could to make, uh, make the citizens down there aware of the situation. It's just one of those things that's so hard to get the word out to, to all these. And, and we probably learned some lessons there, too. But it was a very positive meeting. And I believe I just saw that uh, on February 28th, we'll be coming to the Board of Supervisors oh. and really hoping that it's uh, non-controversial. As for the board's upcoming priorities, Mr. Schofield discussed several things, with the cannabis industry and the proposed Idaho-Maryland mine being among those topics. In regard to the cannabis industry, he noted that, quote, I really want to see the cannabis industry thrive here. I know that we're going through some difficult times as it is right now, but I feel like we need to do all that we can to make it work. At the same time, we are still having issues with our neighborhoods, and I don't like to see our neighborhoods abused through the cannabis programs. End quote. When discussing the proposed Idaho-Maryland mine project, Supervisor Schofield stated the following. I really believe that the Idaho-Maryland mine is going to come forward this year. I don't know if it'll re reach us, the Board of Supervisors, this year. I kind of hope that it does. It's like I think the community really needs to know where is this going and, and yeah. uh, 
just what are we looking at? So what we've seen so far when it came to uh, the first public hearing on the draft EIR at the Planning Commission, it was very, very civil with a lot of people there, very civil. So I'm hoping that we can keep it that way. And like I say, I'd like to see it come to a conclusion, which, which way are we going on this one? The next regular Board of Supervisors meeting occurs on January 24th, and the Board of Supervisors annual workshop takes place on January 25th through the 27th. The next Community Affairs Committee meeting takes place on February 15th. For KVMR, I'm Julia Jim. Thanks, Julia. Well, El Dorado County has joined the cavalcade of entities filing suit against Pacific Gas and Electric. The Sacramento Bee is reporting its suit alleges that PG&E equipment caused last year's mosquito fire. The mosquito fire ignited September 6th near the Oxbow Reservoir at the Middle Fork American River, burning nearly 77,000 acres. It destroyed 78 structures, including dozens of homes in the Placer County community of Michigan Bluff and the El Dorado County town of Volcanoville. About 11,000 residents were ordered to evacuate over the course of the fire, including the towns of Georgetown and Forest Hill. It finally reached full containment October 27th. The lawsuit, filed Wednesday in San Francisco Superior Court, includes as co-plaintiffs the El Dorado Water Agency, Georgetown Divide Public Utilities District, and Georgetown Divide Fire Protection District. According to Thursday's B story, PG&E spokesman James Noonan says that the utility recognized the impact of the mosquito fire. It states PG&E filed an electric incident report with the California Public Utilities Commission in September. There has been no official determination of cause of the mosquito fire and the U.S. Forest Service's investigations ongoing. We are cooperating fully with this effort. Now the Placer Water Agency has filed a separate lawsuit in Placer Superior Court blaming PG&E for the fire and alleging that damage to its electricity transmission infrastructure stopped energy production at the Middle Fork American River, costing the water agency tens of millions of dollars in power production sales. The official cause of the mosquito fire remains under investigation by state and federal fire authorities. But the investor-owned utility company said in regulatory filings that an electrical fault occurred in its equipment near the origin of the fire just before it started. Factoid of the day, new rainfall totals show that no person alive has experienced a three-week period in the Bay Area as wet as the past 21 days. The last time it happened, Abraham Lincoln was president, the Mercury News reports. Now back to your Friday morning show with your delight of a host, Charlotte Peterson. 